Welcome back to It Was Murder, <laughs> the number one heart-to-heart -heart podcast in the world. I'm your diehard romantic, Eric Blood. High energy. Um, I'm trying for NPR and, money. I can't remember what I'm supposed to say. <laughs> it's mostly just your name. Oh, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, will you say yours again? Yeah. Uh, I'm the diehard romantic, <laughs> Eric Blood. <laughs> and I'm your devoted lover, Ellen Ito. And I'm Nailed the it. virgin bronzer, Joe Garber, <laughs> for this uh -huh. summer only. Heart Girl Summer. Heart Girl, and it is still Heart Girl Summer. We're still doing Heart Girl I Summer. I apologize for the low energy. <laughs> we drove <laughs> We drove 16 hours yesterday from yeah. me and Joe and Boba oh from Seattle God. to Los Angeles we, we in one fell swoop. Got on the road oh my God. at 7 a.m. exactly, and we got home basically at 1 a.m. exactly. Yes, and we stopped every three hours uh, yeah. and let Boba out. I, to let Boba out and to eat. True garbage. Yeah. I saw her soul leave her body and then I felt mine leave my body. I watched your soul leave your body and I just kind of <laughs> snickered at it. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't matter because it's driving. Heart Girl Summer. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> and tonight we, have all the we get to revisit oh, maybe my personal favorite of the Heart Girls. I don't know. Every time I say that, then it's like we, do another, we do another one and then that's my personal favorite. Yeah. Laura Bancroft mm -hmm. in the episode What Becomes a Murder Most. Mm. Oh my God. Ellen, what happened in this episode? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, is it okay if I use ch uh, chat, whatever? Chat, chat GPT? G yes. I'm uh -huh. surprised. I mean, we're, we're not, uh, we, we are not television or screenwriters yeah so we are not part of the strike though we do support them heavily mm -hmm. um yeah but we can use ai and we can write whatever the fuck we want so ellen chat gpt us a minute max <laughs> <laughs> but we do support the strike we absolutely support the strike we need a technical flub okay um, well i'll say in advance of this minute max that um whether or not I remember things about episodes is there's no correlation to how much I enjoy or appreciate or, oh, you know, course. maybe and yes. dislike episodes. We're also, we should okay. say before we start the round of Minute Max is that we had had multiple um, oh. reschedules. So we watched the episode a week, a week ago, ago and, and recording now. Yes. So, listener, we, I, I, if you didn't defense. catch, if you didn't catch my post on Instagram, Joe and I and Boba left town for a week and we were actually in a place with no internet service and we had planned to record an episode, but I was an idiot and forgot a lot of the, the, the gear that was necessary to do so. So it's my fault and I apologize, but, this is also free content, so whatever. Uh, mm -hmm. Now, <laughs> Ellen, That's true. as soon as you say... Wow, I'm getting a real sense of where we're at. <laughs> as soon as you say I, the episode title... I don't know if title... anybody else is, but um, can any, anybody out there, can, are you feeling this too? <laughs> um, when you say the episode title, I will start the timer and I will hold it up to the camera. Oh, this is so exciting. That's very helpful. Okay. Um, I can't remember... I think I can remember some things. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Um, I'm going to talk about season, uh, an episode from season three called What Becomes a Murder Most. 
And here we go. Thanks, Eric. Um, okay, so uh, Mr. Ominous Big Ring Wearing Person is looking at magazines. <laughs> and just when you think that they're going to do the thing that people who are looking at magazines or 8x10s or whatever, just pictures of people that we sense are important um, and that something bad's going to happen to, just when you think he's going to like take a knife and like cut up somebody's face, he doesn't. He lights it on fire. And <laughs> it I don't know. It's kind of convoluted, that part of it. But anyway, so... Um, he Jennifer's doing a photo shoot because she's representing an animal cruelty free um, fur company called White Theory, and their slogan is "It's the only copy for an original." Oh my God! <laughs> there's only 19 seconds left. Um, uh, so, anyways, uh, Mr. Bingrig is like he has a really dumb idea where he wants to murder his wife, and then he kills a bunch of other people um, to cover it up. It's not super effective, as you can imagine. Mm. Oh, and Laura Bancroft is a character in it. <laughs> nice. nice. Ellen, one. did you find it helpful to have the timer in your face, or was it more stressful? Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know yet. I'll have yeah. to ask for your, your help again, maybe one more time. Feeling it <laughs> yes. out. I'm feeling it out. I mean, that was not not a re- super um, on point minute, Max. <laughs> it was. I great. thought it was great. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, mostly, it reminded me what happened in the episode. I know. I'm glad I'm going last this week. I know you, lucky, lucky son of a bitch. Uh, okay. Season three. Carrie Nye as Laura Bancroft in What Becomes a Murder (laughs) Most. All right. Uh, There is a fake fur coat called White Fury with the amazing slogan, the final solution to fur. And uh, the, uh, the guy, one of the guys that works for White Fury is killing. He kills his wife because he wants some something. And then he kills... He wants to kill two other women who are uh, on the White Fury campaign mm-hmm. uh, to make it look like a serial killer. I love that idea. Mm. It, as Ellen mentioned, doesn't really work that well. Um, <laughs> we are introduced to Carrie Nye as Laura Bancroft, and she is uh, absolutely amazing, darling. And uh, she says, hearts. And the hearts love her, too, as well they should. And then she's murdered in their pool. Uh, then... <laughs> uh, to keep Jennifer from being murdered. What do they do in this one? <laughs> do they put her in a rug? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I'm sorry, listener. I failed. I failed this one. <laughs> Can I just um, go we rewatch should totally the keep episode? going, though. Yeah. <laughs> we absolutely have to. Why would we stop? I mean, I just got to rewatch that episode. This goes out live. We certainly we have to keep going. Yeah, There's we, no turning back. I am not there editing no this stopping. episode. No stopping. There's live. no stopping this train. Uh, Bill O'Reilly, we're doing it live. Train in vain. Train in vain. Oh my God. My I'm going Carly into this Simon's knowing up. I don't remember what happens in the end. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Well, let's see if the Minute Max <laughs> helps me get there. What becomes a murder most? We start with some very fashionable photos of Jennifer Hart in a white fur coat, but it's fake fur because it's the answer to fur, like Eric said. Uh, and there's a, a, mo- a model of who they were admiring, and then there's Laura Bancroft, who is an incredible mo- supermodel, I guess. And um, uh, Jennifer doesn't seem at all self-conscious that these women are like twice her age. Uh, and so the the first model gets murdered. The, her picture gets printed in a magazine. She gets murdered, and then they're celebrating the, the release of uh, Laura Bancroft's photo, I guess. And then she gets murdered, 
And so there's a bunch of people, and then they're like worried that Jennifer's going to get murdered too because she was a model. And it was, it turns out it was the original model's husband because I think he wanted the money that she was getting for owning the White Fury company. And so he killed her to get some money, I think. And then he tries to kill Jennifer, <laughs> but I'm sure that that gets foiled somehow. And I can't remember how. They're... Oh, there's a gun that pops out of a steering wheel. Bye. Oh, steering wheel gun oh, comes from this episode. Okay. It's like the Damn delivery it. boy comes, yes. and then Jennifer throws him in front of the man, and then runs away. My favorite, my favorite thing, one of my favorite things in the episode is Jennifer going to the door. She has a gun on her uh, in her home, which is a, a common thing, and the, the person at the door says, Mrs. Hart, it's the White Fury. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, now it's flooding back to me, but maybe just this one snippet where that the delivery guy slides under the van. Yes. Yeah, he does. Uh Uh-huh. I remember that. So he's actually really smart until somebody drives the van away, which um, is heart stopping to me. Yeah. Oh, God. Of being under there and somebody drove, right? They drive off with. And then there he is lying on the ground. Yeah. Scary. Ooh, yeah. Terrifying. Keep fear moment. Uh, <laughs> um, oh my god Carrie Nye uh, Carrie Nye uh, who is amazing yes um, and who I know from Creepshow uh, <laughs> thanks for the ride lady no that's oh. Lois Child no, she's oh, the okay. head I know that we've there's a lot of creep show. Yeah, there's a creep show contingent references, right? And also, I also just love to spontaneously say thanks for the ride lady. All the time. Yeah. we all do. We all do that. <laughs> yeah. Is she, um, she the cake head? The head? She's the cake head. She's the Father's Day yeah. cake lady, uh, and she is the cake. Um, she's oh. amazing. I have I have really not seen. I looked at her filmography, and that there's so many things that I have that she's been in that I've not seen, and I really oh, need to start digging in because I'm sorry, but every time she is on screen, I am just delighted. Oh my god! Yeah, she is such a. She delivers dialogue. This style, like if she, if you told me that she ad libbed at all, I would believe you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you told me that Tennessee Williams wrote it from the grave or whatever, I would believe you. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's amazing. She's truly fantastic. Yeah, that that character is um, what this episode really needs. Like it really gives it some juice. I think in the context of almost any other heart to heart episode, it would be too too much in the weirdest possible way yeah but in this episode it's like kind of gives it a great balance because yeah you know it's not like i i understand the plot for this one of of course like it's pretty straightforward in terms of like murder show Mm -hmm. but it just kind of i don't know it feels like there's a lot of room that needs to be filled in for some reason it's that's, just maybe that's a weird weird perspective but well there's no like crossing double crossing or anything it's just very it is straightforward it's just this guy killing people basically the whole episode but why so is it the money that he wants from the fur fake fur company is that why he's killing yeah people? yeah i think he wants hit was it his business that's all messed up or you know the insert reasons that businessmen need money was uh-huh. it I, I iss is his business the security company yes with the amazing logo yes yeah. <laughs> iss security um one thing we were talking earlier about our notes um listener and eric and joe always are great 
ironically, you guys are the great archivists and I'm always just like throwing everything away. So you have some notes from the last time you watched it and some notes from this time watching it. And I have notes that I thought were going to be so great while I was rewatching last week or two weeks ago or whenever it was, I was feeling so good about my notes. And then I looked at them and now I feel like I need help, like professional help. Oh, does it look like automatic writing? Like, (laughs) yeah, it looks like um, the only thing that can help me would be a spirit trumpet. Um, But there's something that has like a little cloud drawn around it, like little like, um, like it's fluffy. And is it a a white fury coat? No, um, it's about (coughs) the news uh, anchor bit that they have. Um, So the so God, Evelyn, Evelyn Carney gets murdered. And then there's the whole like, oh, my God, who's going to what's going to happen? What's going to happen is is it the white theory murders, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, Laura Bancroft saw motherfuckers. You're not going to whatever. I'm drunk. You're not going to kill me. You're not going to take my coat away. You're not not going to hot. Right. So um, there's the most crazy. All of the hearts like newscasting things come from the same weird middle school um, newscasting thing that I love. And this one's particularly (laughs) powerful. And it's from KKNX News West. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, they have a little thing where it's like, oh, blah, blah, the White Fury murders. And she says, Laura Bancroft's latest whatever. Well, her and her response. Well, it was negative. Yes. <laughs> I love that part. That was great. Well, I want all news negative. to be catched to me in that regard. Like, I don't want the specifics. <laughs> I don't want the actual quotes. No. I just want a general sense. And you have to build up to it with kind of dramatic or um, kind of comedy drama vibe. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I want more. That's what I want. Either the heart to heart news is either like full wood paneling on a wood paneled TV on a wood paneled mm-hmm. wall, or it's this mm-hmm. wood this driver down super graphic Muppet set. Totally, <laughs> it's like a big strip of red butcher paper behind the news. And I don't is that yeah. I mean maybe news looked like that like local news. I remember uh, local news around um, that time being a little, little more bit, plain. But not. KKLA News West. It like, to me it looks more like the kind of news situation where the news is actually um, Mr. Anderson's band is going um, (laughs) to compete at the annual whatever. And today's now here's Jennifer with today's lunch menu. Uh The the big talent show is coming up. Right. Yeah. And it's like, uh, thanks. Yeah. Tim, today is uh, South of the Border Day tacos. Yeah, It's culture day, so everyone get ready <laughs> to meet in the auditorium mm-hmm. to sample delights oh, you're doing a great of job. the world. Oh yes. my God. You're natural. <laughs> yeah, you're you should natural. just do that. It should be your job. Um, my notes also, um, the most legible thing on my notes is something that I wrote down, Joe, when you were talking about your um, little vacation. Mm-hmm. So it says, in dog beers, I've only had two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Aaron, for uh, outing your family. Oh, don't worry. Bumper he, sticker he, he on does your not fridge. listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, that yeah. friend of ours who's a podcaster does not listen, listen to, to our, our podcast. podcast. <laughs> and you know that means something. 
There's just no surprises left in life. None. I don't listen to any podcasts, and I'm on one. I listen to so many, and I love them. Uh, but I, I love today. that Laura Bancroft is described. Her her descriptor is the legendary star. Yeah. The legendary star, Laura. Like, who do you think she is based upon? Thoughts? Oh. Truman Capote. What Hollywood? Like... <laughs> <laughs> That would like be great. she's meant to be like an and Betty Davis. I mean Betty Davis um, Hollywood or stars. or uh, uh, mommy dearest. Why my Joan Crawford? Joan Crawford. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Like I think it's just like it's a diva like Betty Davis, mm-hmm. Joan mm-hmm. Crawford. That but, like maybe even a little Faye Dunaway. <laughs> but you can do diva in the a outfits, couple sure. ways, and this diva is just like I am on her side. She is right about everything, She's... and the way she dies is like, yeah, she was like night swimming while having a <laughs> glass of wine in a fur coat with a black bikini on after ripping after just like stealing all of Max's money. Yes, and his Montevani like records over five hundred clams. Really. <laughs> yeah, five hundred clams. So many clams. Uh, mm-hmm. She says to the police, when "I don't think like, he says that, but I like to say it." They're like, you should maybe be careful because this might be like the murders of uh, white fury models. And she says, my name is Laura Bancroft, not Heidi, the little goat girl. <laughs> and she, right. she and lived she and died by those words. Baby dumpling. Yeah, baby oh, dumpling. I wrote that one. Day. I wrote That's all of her great. things down. It was baby dumpling. See how simple sweet and sweet pea, everything Officer is. Officer Bailey. <laughs> and he was, he was also the Cub Scout. Uh, according to her. I love when they're at the party and <laughs> they're all clapping. I don't know. Some, I think her photo had just come out in the magazines. Right. Yeah. And so they're clapping and she says, Bravo, Bravo. Now let's dump out the vintage soda pop and break out the bourbon. My favorite. Like I, if that wasn't so wordy, it would be the best t-shirt for me to wear. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. She's just no bullshit. It's just no like, in dog beers. I've had to. I think that it. my Laura Bancroft t-shirt um, maybe I, this is my tombstone. There's so many epitaphs available in the uh, dialogue in Heart to Heart. Um, she says, see how simple and sweet everything is once I get my own way. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be the darkest and funniest tombstone ever. <laughs> <laughs> like I would be just, oh, I would think about that for the rest of my days. <laughs> <laughs> I would, too, if I wasn't already dead. Yeah, if it wasn't yours. Yeah. Um, she says, I think she's. I think this is her. She says, nobody sleeps or moves until I get my free coat. <laughs> Isn't that what she says? Doesn't Laura say yeah. that? Yeah. And Another she great t-shirt. wears it for the rest of the episode. She's so fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah, I'm on her side. I love her. What I realized this most recent watching was that it's, it's how um, unexpectedly chaste um, the wardrobe is mm. in this one because they have her. She spends a significant amount of time in the bikini with the fur coat, yeah, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's walking around and it's super, super sexy and and all the things, right? It's just perfect. Mm-hmm. But did you think it was weird that she never drops the coat? No, I mean it. It all. The thing that I find most weird about it is that she is like covered and she's wearing white and cream the entire episode mm-hmm. until she's in a bikini a two-piece yeah like straight up just showing her 45 year old body mm-hmm. uh she's 45 she she's 45 yeah what she's a year younger than me no way yeah jennifer uh stephanie powers was according to to the internet and i apologize stephanie if this is 
this is a smear campaign uh, was 39 what yeah huh. people people aged very differently in the 80s and the 70s well usually i would say it's the hairstyle it's like the golden girls thing where they get instantly get curly that curly hair like wig oh, thing God. and no, that ages but, people up but she doesn't have that no but she does she doesn't she does, she hasn't had any face work done mm-hmm. there's not like uh the the telltale uh facelift signs and she also doesn't dye her hair like her hair is her hair is white yeah she looks amazing and i'm guessing when you just occupy the planet with that kind of hot body that you have spent a lot of time in the sun using johnson's baby oil or like um (laughs) cn ski uh no spf whatsoever (laughs) like you're just walking around real slick um, smelling like a coconut yeah. for <laughs> like a like, since, since coming out of the womb. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's my understanding that that takes a, a toll, but she still looks, I mean, she looks amazing. I'm, I would never say anything, but Oh God, Oh my God about that. Yeah. Woman. That is, that does <laughs> shock me. How sure are you about that? <laughs> I mean, I'm doing this based on what the internet tells me of birth dates. Huh? Um, hmm. So Take was, that, take that how you will. She was born in thirty six, mm-hmm. and this is nineteen eighty one. Is she still alive? <laughs> no, she died in two thousand six. Mm, rest in I'm peace. I'm going to guess it was lung cancer related, uh, from how deliciously she smoked cigarettes. I I love mm. watching her smoke cigarettes. Quite a moment, Truly. but I I don't know. I think it because of the the intense levels of TNA on not just ABC, but all the major networks at a certain point, I guess I was surprised that the coat stayed on. Not that I like, I'm not saying like what, like I'm not complaining. I just found it interesting this time it popped out to me and I don't remember thinking about it last time, but I mean, what's a better look than just a fur coat over whatever. Truly. It's really good. A fake fur coat. Sorry. A fake fur coat. Um, I this I know that we mentioned all listener. I apologize for us repeating ourselves uh, from from three two three years ago. Um, <laughs> so sorry oh, about wow. that. She was married to Dick Cavett. Oh, oh, that's right. That's so nuts. So she was married to Dick Cavett until she died of lung cancer. And uh, mm. I, why do I feel so happy to know that you said that um, was such weird? Relish. I did. It was really gross. Yeah, it was why? it was that like electric green relish that I said that with. And I apologize. <laughs> Carrie, I love you. I would give you a lung if it would keep you around uh, so you could be a guest on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That'd be oh, so wow. awesome. Oh, wow. I wonder if she was just playing herself. Basically, I wonder. I mean, so this is the thing. Like, I I know her from Creepshow where she was like the kind of diva bitch, but she wasn't gregarious. Like, like Laura Bancroft. She was, she obviously has range. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm very curious to watch some more of her stuff. Like we should yeah. have a little Laura Bancroft fe- film festival. A Carrie Knight. Um, there's a lot of a Carrie Knight film festival. Yeah, yeah. I, there's a lot of uh, TV stuff. A lot of those like, you know, filmed plays of the fifties and sixties. Yeah. It definitely would be really interesting to see if she hosted this episode as it on sets. Isn't that yeah. your, when uh, actors host things yeah like jack nicholson <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> i love that well it really speaks to chain reaction it really does uh, i miss um, i miss chain reaction guys i have to say it just out loud yeah. i do too but we're having a casual 
summer fling over here. I'm loving the summer fling. Yeah. Nice. I, I have no regrets. I'm just saying. Just giving just ourselves saying. a break this summer. Yeah. Um, Very, very out of the character for the show, Heart to Heart, to have a spring-loaded gun in the, <laughs> in steering, the, in wheel. the steering wheel. That's insanity like that is and when we watch this episode this is season three mm-hmm. so i guess i've when i saw this originally i remember thinking like that's a little weird but like okay they're going for like a james bondy sort of thing exactly and it's like okay i kind of see why that of course the hearts would, i was thinking during this episode like if a if the police mm-hmm. actually came and interviewed the hearts they would be like how they would look back at their past and how many murders they're linked to, it would be fucking crazy. Like, <laughs> you would just be like, oh my, what? How many yeah. murders have you witnessed? But that spring loaded where it's like he pushes a button, the top of the steering wheel pops off, the horn part pops out, up, and then a gun pops out so you can grab it with ease. And also, just using a gun is not Jonathan's. Forte there at are all. a few gun moments in the early seasons, yeah. but they kind of go mm-hmm. away. Why would you? Why would you even use a gun when you can throw a space hammer like that? I mean, well, you do, a space hammer's not always handy, yeah, and it, it wouldn't true. fit in the steering wheel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the specific dimension. It is kind of a weird. It's it's a weird moment within the context of the rest of this episode. I think, mm-hmm. which is actually about someone who strangles people. Yeah. Um, so it just goes a little, a little nutso there, like in just such a compressed moment at the end of the episode, right? <laughs> yeah. Where it's just all of a sudden, like all hell breaks loose. <laughs> yeah. Um, the so funny. The, what's what Carney? My what is it? Michael Carney? What's his name? Michael Carney. Michael Carney, that actor, Eric. I. I'm waiting for you to tell me some facts that I may or may not already know about that actor because he is so familiar to me. But I feel like, has that man ever been given the opportunity to play someone kind? Um, <laughs> I mean, I would hope so, unless that's he didn't give, doesn't, didn't give a shit about that. Is this the, this is the villain? Yeah, Robert Carney, actually, mm-hmm. wasn't Michael. Uh, I, I think I mis- mistakenly called him Michael earlier. Um, mm. Robert Carney has never played a good person. <laughs> uh, uh, but he's played a lot of bad people then, right? He I feel really, like he's so familiar to me. We, no? Well, isn't he? Or have I just watched this episode a hundred times? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, am I... Let me do a little. I'm just sorry. I'm doing a little, IMDb. A little live research. I know. <laughs> I'm doing that thing that Ellen so said I could do. Come just along, off the top won't of my head. you? Yeah. Won't you? Follow me <laughs> as we journey into right, join us. the deep it's recesses happening. of IMDb. Mm-hmm. He's on somebody It's happening I re- I right now. You know him from two episodes of The Incredible Hulk. Uh, you know him oh, okay, from there Dallas. <laughs> you know him from The Fall Guy. Um, uh huh. There we are. Simon and Simon, Love Boat, a movie called mm. Off the Wall, Fantasy Island. Uh, yeah, no, he's been he spent a lot of the early '80s being an asshole in a lot of television stuff, and then he spent a lot of the late '80s being an asshole in kind of teen movie things. Mm. Um, ah. He was in a couple episodes of The Golden Girls. What? Uh, and then this is the thing that I find most interesting. He is in an episode of I Think You Should Leave. 
Oh. Whoa. He, what? Who does he, he play in that? A Johnny Carson impersonator. Yes. <laughs> At that party when they're hitting people. Oh yes. my god, I love that. Oh, that's, that's amazing. amazing. I have to like, that it episode. makes me love that he is not only still working, but working in the <laughs> finest of television. Uh, is he yeah, allowed, is he allowed to hit people or not allowed to hit people? <laughs> that's great. Yes. Good that. on him. God, I'm so excited for um chain reaction next season. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, Can you imagine doing an episode on an episode of I Think You Should Leave? It'd be <laughs> <laughs> wild it'd be like doing an episode on kentucky fried movie or something mm. oh in my head i'm always doing quote an episode unquote about the <laughs> film tv series the incredible hulk oh yes, which, I did, yes. which i have dedicated uh, a significant part of my life and my heart and your, to, your thought power because <laughs> it's so mm, sad i've never seen an episode hard. of that i don't think Ugh. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. You're just going to make me look up how many episodes of Incredible Hulk there were. <laughs> just to make sure, because if it's, mm-hmm. it's a certain amount, then I'm going to say that we should do, do Incredible Because no. <laughs> <laughs> I used to fucking love that show, but oh, it was I at a time. I just find it so devastating. It was at a time when I didn't have enough memory to to like store any of these feelings about it it's five seasons it's 70 um yeah. seven, 82 episodes yeah um, um i'd be down i to, to, to hulk it up oh yeah i feel like i should tap out on that though technically because i because i make artwork about the incredible hulk tv series oh and that's a conflict of interest what it just is it just i know i just feel like i mean i don't want to cross the beams necessarily <laughs> what's the artwork you make beams. about i think it's hulk. i think it's fine i also think it, it's expected in this day and age it's like moving image um and performance what work what yeah i, didn't, I don't think i knew this i want to see it immediately right now well, you we don't, can't though. because you don't. there's yeah because ellen you can't even see me a, right now <laughs> i can't you're an exclamation we don't get to see ellen rolling her eyes at us this episode because <laughs> our internet is being weird i know it's throwing yeah, me sorry off. i mean if it's if it's any it's maybe it's cold comfort but i am rolling my eyes at you so i'm, fe- I'm feeling I'm, so free to be myself i can feel it i can just feel it <laughs> yeah um <laughs> sorry this is like Sort of an aside, but not even. Uh, I just got an email that says it was murder podcast is ranking very well in Netherlands. Whoa! <laughs> Hello, because Joe was in Joe. Were you in Netherlands? Were, no, were you no, just you were in at these gay bars? I was in, 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 in the... <laughs> Yeah, I was telling, telling everybody at the gay bar during karaoke. I would be like, "They I'm, say I'm we're crazy. Listen to my podcast. <laughs> Listen to my podcast. <laughs> Don't care about that. It's about how to hide." It's about hot too hot. Hot too hot. Yeah. Whoa. Oh shit. Right. That song is our destiny, and that's right. The song is the theme to Matt. Where? Where? This? Okay. Wait. Let's listener. (laughs) Who sent this? Uh, uh, Carlos from Pod Status sent this. So it says, "Hello, how's it going? Hope all is well." I have some cool information that might interest you. (laughs) Your podcast, It Was Murder Podcast, has good performance in Apple Podcasts ranking last 30 days. 
Position 47 in the category TV and film what? in the Netherlands. <laughs> what? No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I don't buy it. Uh, Carlos is the fake uh, name oh, for the, chat GPT. But check it out. There's no, they're not asking for anything. Why are we doing this on air? Wait, why is it pod staff? On air? I find it hurtful. You, I, find it, I find it hurtful. Do you think that hurtful. this is air? On air. <laughs> Look hurtful. at that link. We're doing this on disc. Uh, there's it's wild that there's no request for anything. Podstatus.com. What the hell? Uh, I, I mean, uh, I, it's just trying to get us to, to click that link, I'm sure. Oh, weird. That's so strange, though. I mean, I did, um, tell someone about the podcast, and he was like, I love Heart to Heart, and so he was like, I'll what? start listening. This is also like maybe the Netherlands is like there are only 40 people listening to podcasts. Oh, my God. And and they hate all the other people hate TV. (laughs) Yes. And now I'm remembering through my hazy Dutch memories that I met a guy from Germany also who showed me the German dubbed opening. That's right. To heart. That's right. So I guess I talked about this podcast quite a bit. Okay, hold up. Hold on. Stop it. Wait, Stop. Stop. pause, <laughs> cut it out. Give me a second. May I have the floor? Yes, you may have the floor. Which one? Okay, okay. The Belgian one. Um, <laughs> the Belgian okay. floor is so, yours. So, Joe. Yes, the um, senator from Belgium. <laughs> yeah, the, the floor recognizes the, the, the Belgian representative, Elanito. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Joe. I feel like there's been much to do about um, how you tell people about the podcast and Uh they basically start screaming and hitting you because they're so upset about how they don't understand what heart yeah. to heart is. That is and what it's I very said. confusing. And then they end your friendship over and over again. And then you're just left bereft and angry about how we did a podcast about something that seemingly everyone that you come across on the sidewalk, all of those good, side, the good sidewalk friends that you have. And that it is like embarrassing. Like, oh my God, you guys don't know how embarrassing it is that nobody, uh, that uh, I tell about the podcast. Uh-huh. And, uh, it's very confusing, and it's it, like, um, I hold up. Okay. I need, um, I need you to reconcile for me right now all of the things that you described. From I'm just guessing, like a gay bar in the Netherlands, the size of a deck of cards, uh-huh. um, <laughs> where apparently everyone's like, heart to heart podcast, fuck yes, yes. And yeah, for some reason, like that just never, um, you know, like did the, did uh, the earth split, did, split in two? Did you enter another dimension? Because I've been set up this entire time to believe that the entire city of Los Angeles is just waiting to yell at you about how <laughs> uh, your podcast is about something they've never heard of. So yes, I I'm. All yeah, right. I recognize the uh, young gentleman <laughs> in the striped shirt. Uh, <laughs> I am slightly as confused as you are. I do. I just remember jumping up on the bar at Spiker Bar and screaming, I have a heart-to-heart podcast. (laughs) And then everybody cheered and 
pop, brought out those little poppers uh, like on New well, Year's. Party poppers. Party yeah. poppers. poppers. Yeah. The Christmas pop- crackers. Oh, they different those different and, kind of Well, they put poppers. away the poppers yeah, they were yeah, those, holding. Those and they don't they share. they brought out party poppers, popped them, and then I jumped into a crowd, and they were they were chanting heart to heart, heart to heart, heart to heart. And then that's all I remember. But was it in I, Dutch? Were they like? Yeah. Don't mock me. i don't know i'm as confused as you are i mean there must be but it was crazy that i met two people who had heard of this show i was like oh okay you've heard of it and what and the first guy i mentioned was very excited that we did a podcast about heart to heart so it was like you know thank you for listening um and bumping our numbers in the netherlands but i don't know why everyone in <laughs> the netherlands knows about heart to heart and nobody in fucking america knows about it i mean well it, it this this could have something to do with the uh, champagne and shoulder pads channel mm-hmm. that's in the UK mm-hmm. that features heart to heart frequently. That's how we received a London office. We have a London office now. Yeah, maybe. Hey, Danny. Hey, Danny. Hey, if Danny. We, and if we uh, if we have a Dutch contingent that's actually listening, I demand an email. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't think this is real. I just don't. Emails. I mean, will they want to email us after this episode in particular? Yeah, <laughs> tell knows? me. Why, why wouldn't they? Like, wh- how is this uh, different from any other episode? Tell me what I was doing while I mentioned it to you. <laughs> oh, well, d- oh, you, sure. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll keep that Eric to ourselves. I'm the only one that reads it. Um, yeah, Carlos, if you exist, uh, and I know maybe this is just how Dutch people talk. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> Say say something to me that's a little more <laughs> that makes it seem like you actually listen to this <laughs> and are not just trying to get us to click a link. I mean, um, this would be too much of a coincidence that I mentioned it to people and then it were, we're on this some list for being the best yeah, podcast that the Netherlands has ever heard of. No, at this point, algorithms just make it <laughs> seem like everything I say is about to be regurgitated to me it's by a viral. robot. So I'm I have no. If we've, yeah, if we are really, if that is what it sounds like, we should all move to the Netherlands. Because yeah, if we're, hey, we're number fully, 47. Yeah, they have embraced <laughs> our culture. We're number 47 in the tiny country of the Netherlands. Let's go. Let's move. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, yes, I would do that. And then we'll just move out when it floods. <laughs> um, crazy. Laura Bancroft. Oh, yeah. Guys, come on. Right. What a, what a yeah. true gem. Oops, summer. <laughs> Summertime, summertime, some, some, summertime. Some are frazzled by the sun. I mean, is it too soon for pick your poke? Mm. <gasps> oh, Ellen starts. Oh, oh I mean, what? it's Slur Bancroft. Yeah, I mean, it's really Next. impossible. Um, but for but for me, it is uh, the Cub Scout Baby Dumpling Sweet Pea Officer Bailey. Oh, wow. Aww. He was a real sweetie. For me, it's the man that I have, like, I was, like, trying to look through my notes and figure out what the ending of this fucking episode was, and it's just photos of this man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's Larry Merkin, the Hollywood Tatler yeah. uh, oh, journalist. I think he was my Pope he last time. He's so yelly. Uh, yeah. He's, he's just he's so passionate. yelly. Like, he's just yelling into the phone, blah, blah, blah. I'm a Hollywood one, am I? Yell, 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 yell. <laughs> yeah. I, that's a quality I don't respond to. He cares. He's passionate about his work, and I, I respect it. No, he's a he's mm-hmm. a grosso in, in life, but... Uh, what? But a poke in television. Why is he a grosso in life? Is he canceled? No, 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 no. I mean, I'm talking about the character. Larry, oh, oh. Larry Merkin. I see. Yeah, he's very handsome. 
I mean, it's a poke. It's not a Mary. No, it's absolutely not a Mary. It's not a move in with. No. Let's choose our move in withs because mine's Laura <laughs> Bancroft for sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's. <laughs> we have a new segment. Come on. Pick your move in with. Pick your uncomfortable roommate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Laura, <laughs> she would not be an uncomfortable roommate. May I, I be excused? <laughs> I would probably start to worry about her drinking and stuff, but. Why? I don't know. She's a very. Uh... She seems like the person who would drink and drive, but. You don't worry that's... about my drinking. Yeah. Or do you? I do. <laughs> oh. You're my Laura Bancroft. Hey. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> um, no, did I don't you know. Ever know you're my Laura Bancroft. <laughs> I was trying to think of if you did live with Laura Bancroft. I mean, do you think uh-huh. it would just be a fully functioning household? Like you think, or like, would you think it would be great? I think it would get old really fast. Like what? What specifically? The cigarette smoke, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think just the the um, it's not bravado. It's not quite the right word but i think it's just where where does that personality uh are there any any soft edges around that personality is there an aura switch right yeah like there you is, go. Are there you go. is she out. always on or is there is she like i i get the impression though aside from her probably living alone happily living alone uh-huh. um right. that if she did live with someone she'd be like Look, stay out of my way. Yeah. And I'll stay out of yours. Stay out of yours. Yeah. Yeah. It's not really a like a hangout kind of roommate scenario. No, unless she's like she comes home and sometimes says, Joe, come here. <laughs> yeah. I have to tell you this. Get no one else is awake. I, yeah. <laughs> I feel like if scotches. Laura Bancroft, like the character, had someone that lived in her home or in her penthouse apartment or in wherever i suspect she must have vacation properties also gotten in some sort of you know interesting way but i feel like she would have an ingenue like distant relative that sort of moved in with her and ends up being like an assistanty type thing because that's a classic hollywood diva Mm -hmm. like thing that would happen it would either be that or no it would just be that yeah this is my niece Trudy. Yeah, it'd be like, why mm-hmm. are why do you why does she have a roommate? <laughs> like that doesn't 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 make sense in general. <laughs> Just so that so that when she dies in the night, someone will tell everybody sooner <laughs> than later. She doesn't have a roommate personality, but there is no. like a she prides herself on being the no bullshit one in the room, and she has to be that. And if you're more no bullshit than her, then she'll one up you. I mean, I. Like, I it's I I I have to preface it with you know I am a gay man of a certain age. What? <laughs> uh, Are you coming out of the closet? Yes, I'm coming. This out is of the news closet. to me. Whoa. Yeah, it's uh, news to no one. I <laughs> find her. I find this character uh-huh. so delightful mm-hmm. um, because there is even though it's like all of the signs of narcissism and and this like need for for attention. Mm-hmm are present there's also this what i consider a dying character trait of i'm right you're wrong leave me alone yeah which i always just i appreciate the leave me alone folk yeah i'm a big fan she's contrarian a bit yeah yeah Mm -hmm. we all are in our own way but that can be great and she uses it to great effect 
she this does. episode <laughs> to be a roommate with a but she like also that. accepts help when offered so like i yeah, i do love funny. that the, when the hearts are like you're coming to live with us she's she doesn't put up a fight no and she hits on max really hard right yeah but i feel like she she just she would do that to jonathan if they weren't drinking warm milk or whatever like why did they yeah. make Jonathan and Jennifer extra wholesome, and like they cookies were like, and warm milk. I know they were like, let's also shoot this. It's funny like, by comparison. True. They like shoot that drug to go to sleep. I guess to like is that or is that just warm it milk? It was just warm I thought milk. They were taking some kind of like milk of uh Maylock. Milk of the puppy. What is <laughs> no, it? It's milk, milk and cookies. The classic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they were very bedtime. like yeah. heavy fat and sugar content. <laughs> we gotta go to bed for her to get murdered. There's a scene. You know, when Jonathan, Jennifer makes Jonathan go pick up Laura Bancroft and Jonathan is basically acknowledging, you know, he he is the average viewer in that moment where he's just like, like, oh, my God, like just kind of like, oh, hmm, you know, not unkindly, but just acknowledging like that person is a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, But when they're in the car together, that scene just gives me a moment where I'm like, could there just be a spin-off series that's just like a one-off thing, just a, a little extra that is just Jonathan and Laura Bancroft on some <laughs> sort of crazy road trip? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be that great. that scene is amazing. If there was, if, if the hindsight, if, if hindsight could stretch 50 years uh, and there was a series that was like, uh, Laura Bancroft is a private eye <laughs> mm-hmm. or just like she is, a, she is a socialite that finds herself in the same situation that the hearts find themselves in every week. Mm-hmm. Even if it lasted one season, it mm-hmm. would be yeah. the, tr- the jewel of denial. Yes. Like it would be the most beautiful thing mm-hmm. <laughs> that we all shared yeah. forever. It would be great <laughs> for sure. Ugh. There's no way that could be bad. No. Whatever mm-hmm. they do with the, the episodes it'd be great just to watch her more yeah and totally. i remember being really bummed out that she got murdered so early on in the episode and i am again you know you kind of have mm-hmm. to i guess but she goes to stay with the hearts for safety and then they're they're like well we're all gonna go to bed while you go out and like swim in the pool very vulnerably just like <laughs> be outside and we'll close all the doors and lock you out and like it was very because it was too dark to play croquet yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i, mean, I want to like- call out something amazing about this episode to me which is the rapid fire way that jennifer cracks the case oh I mean, it's, yes it's because that is such like a random spooky oh, clever yeah. thing that's something i have to give um robert carney both a shout out and a like oh you blew mm-hmm. it because mm-hmm. he has that secret door in the wood paneling of his executive office at ISS. Um, I would expect nothing less from the owner of international security systems. (laughs) Um, But there's that great moment where John, they're in the office and the uh, assistant executive assistant has said like, no, he was here the whole time. I could hear him giving dictation. Such a great thing and so they That's figure out alibi. Jonathan sees like the crack in the thing and they figure out that there's this door out to the hall that goes straight out the uh unalarmed mm-hmm. alarmed door that- and 
which is great. It's just perfect. I mean, it's just it's just absolutely perfect. Yeah, and then, he should have gotten away with it. Yeah, the only you know, I think he maybe overthought it a little bit because he's in there, like Eric, you were talking about how he's just like licking, 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 yes. licking those envelopes he be, he be to send the stuff to send the stuff <laughs> to send the all his DNA Hollywood tabloid uh-huh. thing, like the cartoony uh, ransom note things about oh, the wife fairy killer, the slobber slobber, but um. <laughs> <laughs> so what gives it away mm-hmm. is the bells, right? Mm-hmm. So the bells are tolling two, and Jennifer picks up on it because she and Max are doing one of my favorite favorite Jennifer and Max things, which is watching TV in the yes. kitchen together. Uh, which I love such a dream. Mm-hmm. I want to live that moment over and over again. And yeah. they're watching the bells of St. Mary's. It's yeah. so great. Yes. And she realizes so that the bell tolls that. in the recording that he made told the wrong number. <laughs> From when it he should have been recording. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a, it's really it's a great. perfect like and just a great alibi nailed by minutia. Crazy for Jennifer mm-hmm. to to notice that little detail. Like she's that's very sleuthy of Jennifer to notice that. It's funny because yeah. I remembered that detail. Stuff. I remember that detail from from the first time that we watched this episode. So this time watching it when he was in the phone booth, mm-hmm. uh, making the phone call that does him in uh the bells sound in the beginning of the episode oh, and it was really, really and they have yeah. a close-up of the bell tower at some point yeah uh, i also yeah. love i huh. i again love that the the episode opens with this woman in bed receiving her magazine that she's in that she has a photo spread in and this guy walks in putting on black gloves and she looks at him and she doesn't she just goes like hey What's going on? What are you doing here? Like, like totally. I know you. And then we find out it's her husband. Yeah, it's her husband. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. And she starts like so he starts weird. creeping towards her with like gloves on or something. Yeah. I he jallows like, her. But, <laughs> oh. but she's like up in that bed, like uh, Swoosey Kurtz in uh, True Stories. Like yes. Just that... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's like taken to her bed. Like she's ill. Like, That's yeah, she she's does appear. <laughs> <laughs> bedridden she's like got tuberculosis she or something consumption. Like making yeah, calls consumption. and like doing the crazy <laughs> shit she fully acknowledges the time so yeah of course she does that to tie into the the um clue about the bells later but it just mm. comes off as like what's that bitch playing at yeah <laughs> it's really funny too because that's her husband i was trying to think of like it, if you started creeping at me from the other side of a room like at what <laughs> point would i recognize that you were gonna murder me and i don't i would not but there would be a lot more opportunity for you to do that than when in the middle of the day when i'm sitting up in bed having my coffee and like <laughs> Looking through my magazines yeah, when you're and reading Kurtz my mail. In it. Yeah, when you're yeah. It's um, like, <laughs> why? Why is he creeping? Just wait till she's asleep and like put, a, you know, whatever, do whatever. Just, well, ooh, I mean, it's it's gotta it's gotta look like a serial killer. It's gotta look like a yeah. like an unhinged oh, that's murder. Why, he's yeah, he's putting on the gloves, and then that's when she becomes alarmed. There's yeah, something like, that change, changes about him yeah. that. And he puts he's putting the gloves on like they don't do they show that then or do they just like we know that's what he's doing. I don't know. But I think it points out to me like one of my maybe it's because it's Heart Girl Summer because one of my favorite things ever is spooky moments mm-hmm. in the summer. Um, and it's so not just because right it's now, <laughs> yeah, it's not. But it's, you know, li- lifestyle choices. And so <laughs> it's 830 
where we are at, although we're at different places. And so it's just the sun's set half an hour ago, and it's just a little cooler here today mm -hmm. because uh, the world's on fire, forest fires, blah, 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 smoke, etc. Mm -hmm. But there was something about thinking about somebody with leather gloves on sliding um, the door open. There's something about the sliding glass door that just suddenly in this conversation just gave me such a, a terrific, amazing summer chill moment. Yeah. The, the sound of a sliding glass door for me, this, well, more so the sound of a screen door, a sliding screen door, but the sound of a sliding glass door does have weird connotations with summer for me. And it also mm -hmm. is so specific. Mm -hmm. Like it's such yeah. a, only someone you know is opening a sliding glass door. Yeah, totally. You hope. You hope. Yeah. And if you heard it, <laughs> if you heard it out That's of place, you would yes. be genuinely rattled. Yeah, there's, yeah. There must be That's something scary. about this scene, I guess, because I started thinking about all the people that this has really happened to and how horrifying that is, that that switching moment from fully being in love with someone to them oh, murdering wow. you. Like, just thought about that in, like, a really real way where I was like, that has happened to so many people of that. Just that shift, like, would make you feel... I would just go out of my body completely. I don't know. I would like reality would just completely shift. Like if you start just tried to start yeah. murdering me, it would just be like, I don't know what's real. I don't know which direction is up. Oh, it yeah. would be the most insane moment when you realize that. And for some reason, you know, this is like sort of a corny scene, I guess, but it made it really started making me think about that. So we all like, yeah, and it's like a really spooky summer moment for sure. So that's I think funny. it's a good scene though. I don't, I didn't, I, it doesn't strike me as corny even like it's, I guess, and because of what you just brought up. Like yeah, I guess not. I don't know. It, it becomes spooky to me when she looks up at him walking in through the sliding glass door and being like, you know, with a confusion of like, yeah. why are you coming in through the fucking yeah, balcony or whatever? Like, uh -huh. <laughs> like, what are you doing? It is, I guess mm -hmm. maybe it's just her acting that really, cinched it and it was like really really great or something that made it really real i don't know like a subtlety in her acting that's just like this terrifying moment i always think i keep thinking about uh have you seen bones and all the luca guadagnino movie you've seen mm -hmm. it well, i have you've yeah. seen it so there's mm -hmm. a moment where this girl is showing her well i don't want to spoil anything but like it, i guess it's pretty early on in the movie spoiler alert it, for this yeah movie. It's, it's the first scene in the movie she's showing her friend her nail polish and her friend like slowly puts her finger up to her mouth and then bites into it and the look on that other girl's face while this is happening uh. i don't know how they got this reaction like what the direction was but it is it just exactly what it would be like in real life the, this like moment of realization and then just pain and fear and like all, everything all yeah. at once is like it's been haunting me because I watched it on the plane when I was in the <laughs> Netherlands. And so I just keep thinking about that moment of just like, God, that's fucking horrible. It's really brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Anyways. Huh? <laughs> Heart Girl Summer. The summer chill. The yeah. summer chill is real. Uh -huh. Well, um, I, oh, the only, the last thing that I have to say about this uh, is, of course, this episode is what it is because of Carrie Nye, but Carrie Nye yes. is who she is in this episode 
Because of a man named Don Ruse. No, I knew it was coming. Who wrote this fucking episode. Oh. Don Ruse. Here we go. We need you to be on this we fucking podcast. podcast. We need you to come on the podcast. Yeah. I don't understand why you keep ignoring us. <laughs> we have brought you up for years now. Um, you know that I we're talking we, about. I think some we. I think we is is work. <laughs> is it is it we? I mean, no shade, it's but is the, it we? It, I am the royal we. <laughs> we can see Don. We can see you watching our Instagram stories. Don, I know that you're out there. <laughs> Uh, no, Don Roos well, uh, out there on the picket line right now. Uh, absolutely, and you know what? You don't have to write shit to come onto this podcast. <laughs> so oh come on gosh. down and hang out in our in our apartment that you probably think is really junky, and <laughs> talk to us wow. about heart to heart episodes that you wrote. Don't put a, don't put opinions in Don Roos. You wrote so many great mouth. episodes. Like it's it's we I've brought him up several times, and it's for a reason. Like we have liked. His episodes of Heart to Heart so much. We're Roos heads. Him and and uh, Bill and Joe Lomond or yeah. whatever. It's like those two. Lamond. Lamond, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I have favorites. What do, what do you want me to do? Yeah. And one Seems of them is the living screenwriter Don Roos, who I think <laughs> lives in Los Angeles and could very easily just like come over. Yeah, talk to us about um, our yeah, stupid questions. Yeah, I'm sure questions. that feels safe to him. Um, <laughs> maybe he could, you could meet him in a neutral public space. <laughs> like, that seems uh, creepier. Like <laughs> Spiker Bar in Amsterdam. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I I just would, I wonder if they would remember. Like if I don't think we could ask him about specific. Like my memory for you know since we watched we used to, when we started this podcast it was two a week. So yeah. my memory cup gets full of a, an episode and then it spills out completely. Yeah. So it's hard to remember things that happen. Like uh, there's been so many times where I've just like, cause I, I think it stops it from blending everything together. Cause we watch them so quickly. So it's just like, Oh, that episode's done. We did the podcast, dump that out, fill it with the next one. And then. So. But I, I don't know. I have a few, I have different, hmm. I have different like, physical memory association to the podcast that yeah. I do to like an album that I made. Oh yeah. Like for there, sure. there are so many like points of memory connected mm-hmm. to creating something. Mm-hmm. So even, and I know that he wrote, he wrote a lot. So like, it's not, <laughs> these aren't just like, you know, one-off things that he has like every memory on lock and ready to go. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I'm sure that he has thoughts about, when he wrote it and what they changed and what like, I know that's what I would be curious Dixieland? about. Like, didn't he do the one where the bitch put the gun in her mouth and we, yeah, <laughs> I, think that like, was I really most, need to talk the most. That is like peak psychosexual heart to heart. Yeah. Where and she's watching them have sex, right? Yes. She's watching them have sex and then tries to kill herself. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Uh, yeah. I do wonder, I'm very curious about how people feel about, I mean, it must be like a common thing with writers where it's like the episode is not what they envisioned it to be at the beginning. So I'm curious if they have a clearer vision of what these episodes are. Don Ruse wrote 12 episodes of Heart to Heart. And I would, I would, I'm just going to put this out there. Assuming that Don Ruse is a, is a decent human being. <laughs> Uh-huh. I would kill to do a 12 episode capsule with oh Don God. Roos of yeah. just us talking about these episodes with him. <laughs> yeah. Why did You're you do on. that? <laughs> let's, You're go, on. let's do this. Like I, I have to, 
it, listener, do you know Don? Do you know do you know any of his contact yeah. people? Does he live in the Netherlands? I, I'm not saying that he seems like an easier get or like like a more comfortable get than Stephanie Powers by any means. I would still well, now, be in- now. It seems like you're saying that. Well, no, I mean, I would I would still be incredibly intimidated to talk to him um, because I, I oh. I'm scared of people, mm. but. Uh, I I would love to do that. I would love to talk to the writers of of Heart Art. Oh my God! Yeah, particularly our, a, some of our favorite episodes. That would be amazing. Well, I would really. Maybe it would make me appreciate Joe's rewrite corner in a way that I have found myself incapable of doing. <laughs> uh, or maybe maybe Don Ruse would say. Joe, you really shouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> or like maybe really he off. would just just like flip the table and walk out. Yeah, or he'd say, well, this is this an interview's affront. over. <laughs> he'd be like, my name's Don Roos, not the little goat girl. <laughs> Break out the bourbon. Boom. Boom. Ding, baby dumpling. <laughs> Don <laughs> Roos, I promise no no vintage sodi pop for you. Yeah, nice rework. I know. Nice in dog beers, Joe's dumpling. only had two. <laughs> I've only had two rewrites. Jesus Christ. In dog rewrites. All right. I think he'd appreciate it. I hope so. They've got that. They got, there was like a writer's room, right? In this era. I don't know how it works. Mm-hmm. I would just I'd be like, um, Don, why did you write in that Jonathan had a gun in his steering wheel that popped out like James Bond? <laughs> or did oh you God. write that? Why not? Um, yeah, why, I guess also why not? It's just like, I think you would use that a little bit more often than one time in your entire life, especially with the I thought you would like the it. hearts have been in. Oh, I do. I like the spirit of it. It's just now having seen every single piece of heart to heart media that exists. I'm like, either you got to either have pepper that in more often or mm-hmm. not at all. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you, you have to have guns hidden everywhere yeah. or none at all. It's yeah. not a consistent theme like not. our hero luggage cart. Yeah. Or like, our enemy trash can. Or our friend asked pool of acid. Yeah. Or sometimes it's not friend. like that. No. Yeah, it's, 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 you know, but I, I thought you would, like, kind of get nostalgic vibes for that episode that I hate so much about the old-timey cars, because that has <laughs> such the ultimate Cold War, like, <laughs> beep, bop, boop, boop, like a little satellite thing that's like, You willingly brought up that episode. I still, I adore that. I'm just, I'm trying to, to push, push through. I'm trying to approach my brain He's only comes a satellite dish. My brain seriously only goes to them putting together a satellite dish out of a vintage car, and, <laughs> yeah. it, and I love it. Like I, <laughs> the yeah. whole derby part of it is gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I just I said it before. I think it's just because I've been alive the longest, um, and there's just something about that crazy. Model T, old timey newspaper shit moment that I super <laughs> hate. God, I hate it. There, I failed. Thank you. I failed. Failed. Back oh, to the thing. Man. I can't believe I brought it up. So, Don Roos, okay. I mean, uh, I just started following his uh, husband on Instagram. Maybe, oh. I can, maybe I can get in through the, mm. through the back door there. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, get in through the back door. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'll just say it. We definitely don't seem insane. No. <laughs> We seem normal. I, mean, I can't see yeah, you, Ellen. I can't see if you're making that. if you're making any sort of sarcastic face at me. <laughs> Stephanie Powers talked to us. She did with Papuga. Yeah, with Papuga. So we're very normal. Oh. 
Yeah, I mean, real, real safe. It's really safe here. <laughs> yeah, it's safe. <laughs> I mean, you can also, Don, you don't have to come to our apartment. You can do this over Zoom <laughs> or FaceTime. Yeah, that's pretty safe. Yeah. That was it's a good so... thing to say because it makes it seem less like you're trying, like you're going to try and do something to him at your apartment. Just don't give any identifying details in the background of your Zoom. Yeah, <laughs> just, you are. just make sure that you're doing it between hours so that there's no bong, bong, bong. <laughs> yeah, so you can't tell the church bells and triangulate <laughs> your location. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Huh. All right. Anybody else got any other Laura Bancroft notes? Oh my god! No, oh, I j- all I can say is what I'm always thinking, which is I love her. I Me know too. I wish I did have more notes because I don't want to stop talking about her. She's great. I have more notes, but God only knows. Like, oh. Do you want me just to read a couple of them? Sure. Maybe yeah. you can help help me figure out what, where they're from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. In a weird circle. I don't know what was happening. Man, time to adjust the meds. Um, edit that. The um, <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> it says, the kind of pipeline that gives sewers a bad name. A good name? The kind of pipeline that gives sewers a good name. Is that about the journalist? A bad name. Oh, it is the it is. Jonathan yeah. says that oh, now to, I remember. to Merkin. Jonathan Jonathan has so many moments like that where he's like just serving up the kind of like dad zingers, like hot and heavy in this episode. He's just unleashing them like mm-hmm. like how the guys at the baseball game throw peanuts. Yes. Like, you know, ah, it's peanuts, but <laughs> and then like that's how Jonathan's doing. Like like yeah. throwing a space hammer. Jonathan or or fish. Jonathan fish. goes real like full tough guy with, with oh Merkin. yeah. Well, they're like the mimes of their time. Like you don't <laughs> like we don't like gossip newspaper people. They're evil from the get. Unless it's Althea yeah. Prinz. Who's that? Hmm. <laughs> Althea Prinz. Corey J. Brewer, if you're out there, help me out. Thanks. <laughs> Correct me. Um, what if he just like shows up, <laughs> pops his head up? <laughs> uh, there's a. Yay! I have another Bancroft quote from my old notes. You see how sweet and simple everything is once I get my own way. <laughs> Didn't you say that already? Did I? <laughs> no, no, I said it already. Uh, oh, you did. As my tombstone. Yes, that's oh, right. That's right. That was your tombstone. And it's quote. the best tombstone okay, what about possible. It? Here's my tombstone. I have not lived my life by running to the police every time there's a little bizarre incident. <laughs> Quite the opposite on more than one occasion. That's an even funnier and darker tombstone. <laughs> that's a really weird tombstone. <laughs> and I'm really curious about those other those occasions that she's thinking of when she says this. Oh, she can handle her own business. Those bizarre incidents. Sorry, I for a second I just stepped into a world where I realized that you can't see what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's never like that. Never ever is it like that. True. Okay. Well, uh listener, because we uh didn't do an episode last week, uh I suggested that we do two episodes this week. So we spun the wheel already. Mm-hmm. And our next heart girl for heart girl summer. Oh my gosh. Is Ellen, would you like to reveal? It's Eve. Eve. It's Eve. From a change of heart. Julie Newmar. 
Julie fucking Eve with Newmar. her Michael Brady wig and her microphone, yes. gun. <laughs> microphone gun. Eve with her pinstripe suits and her amazingness. Uh, her little seventies haircut salad, wig and her salad mustache. recipe. Salad, salad in the lap. Yeah, gun in the hand. <laughs> salad in the face. Uh, Eve, who can whip a wig off and run to a salon and yes. back to a party in less than five minutes. Hey, save it for the pod. <laughs> we will save it for the pod. But uh, uh, yes, next week we will be talking about Eve mm-hmm. in the episode A Change of Heart, mm-hmm. um, which is from season four. We sure will. Yes. Fantastic. Uh, you can find I that can't by wait. Googling that. I can't wait either. Um, and that's that's that for this episode. Uh, thank you so much for sticking around with us. It's been it's been fun yet again to talk about Laura Bancroft. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie Nye, Laura rest Bancroft. in peace. And uh, I'm gonna do a deep dive into Carrie Nye's uh filmography. She'll be popping up again on this podcast. One hundred percent. There's no way that she's not. There's no way that we're not gonna at some point talk about Creep Show for one thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it just has to happen. And I, I will probably end this episode with Don't Let Go again. If we don't because... talk about Creepshow, we're just a bunch of da- baby dumplings. We're just uh, Cub Scouts. Yeah. We're just swilling. We're just drinking some vintage sodi pop. <laughs> In reality, uh, we're just hot. <laughs> we are hot. very hot. All Ooh. right. Uh, listener, talk to us. Follow us on Instagram at It Was Murder Pod. Especially and Twitter Dutch. at It Was Murder Pod. If you're Especially Dutch your and your name is Carlos, I one don't buy that. Uh, two, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. If that's if you're real, uh, email us. It was murderpod at email uh, at email at, at email dot com at email dot. I'm sorry, guys. I really feel like I've been shot with a tranquilizer dart. Uh, we again, we drove for 16 hours yesterday. Yes, Ellen knows this feeling very well, and we yeah, we exploited it horribly. It. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else? Rate and review us. Uh, t- it's it's nice. It helps us. Send us a minute max for uh, a change of heart. You know what? I'm at, at this point. If you send us a minute max for any episode, we'll, we'll do that dick. episode. Oh. Huh? Okay. Huh. <laughs> I just think that would be fun. Uh, we'll let you pick. Send us a minute max for any episode, and we'll do that. We'll watch and talk about that episode. <laughs> Whoa, that's like a new season you're coming up with. I know. I don't know. About I'm sorry. This. I need to run that by, by I legal. Think, I don't know if I co-sign on that. Eric I need will to do run that solo. by legal before I can before I can fully sign Eric, off on that. Eric's doing a solo season. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm just excited, and I love you all. Uh, and I love you, Joe. And I love you, Ellen. I love you. I would never Thanks. creep into our bedroom through the window and murder you. That I, that Yet. makes me feel totally at ease. <laughs> right, right now I don't feel like <laughs> that. You that. said that in such a specific way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm not comfortable making promises like that. Also, okay, here's the other thing. If I did that to you, if I was really actually trying to murder you, and I was like creeping into our room with leather gloves on, and I was like going to strangle <laughs> you, and you <laughs> looked at me with like whatever face, I would just crack up. Like I would just be like, "That's the oh, thing." Like, yeah. I, I, you would laugh. I'm not gonna murder you. Oh, whoopsie. <laughs> it would be if you weren't That's... laughing that I would start kicking or something. Like I would. Yeah, but is he like kicking around? I'd be like, "This is crazy. <laughs> what am I doing?" That'd be. <laughs> I just wouldn't be able. To yeah, <laughs> but you you would decide not to murder I would, me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would like break character, and I'd be like, "Oh God." It'd be just. It'd be too weird for me. Well. I mean, that speaks more to your commitment, I guess. Level. Yeah. 
I would have zero commitment. To the task at hand. I mean, and I don't know. At least right no. now I have zero commitment to murdering you. Yeah, I I have zero oh. plans to murder either of you. So. Great. I love that standing. So Thanks. enjoy that. Thanks. Enjoy that while it lasts. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, thanks for uh, keeping it it's on the knife's edge. Beautiful thing. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. Just don't win the lottery. Ugh. Don't start a fur company. <laughs> the other thing about, okay, last thing I'll say about Laura Bancroft being her roommate, there'd be like, you'd have to vacuum up a lot of synthetic fur. You have to vacuum up a lot of cigarette ash. <laughs> cigarette like it ash would be really, the thing would be just the smoking, like the yeah. cigarette, the cigarettes in, in the house. And the bourbon spills. Because she did smoke in Jonathan's car without rolling the window down, which Ooh. I just don't understand that mentality. Mm. But totally on point for that character 100 percent mm -hmm. <laughs> and i'm glad that she didn't smoke around freeway mm -hmm. um because i'm still concerned that we uh gave boba carbon monoxide poisoning by driving her in a car for 16 hours yesterday <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and i'm just worried that her brain just isn't the same <laughs> her face oh, at the end no. of that she really like, oh, joe put it well so that that we saw her soul leave her body for yeah. a while <laughs> Oh, that poor baby girl. Yeah, but we but got home. We got home. She's doing all right. She was very happy to be home. And so are we. And we're very happy to be talking to you, listener. And we'll talk to you again next week. Until then, good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway. Good night, freeway.